What is up? Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. We are celebrating a 3-0 start for the 49ers. And so this is great news. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are celebrating new contract extensions. So the 49ers announced today just a little bit ago that uh, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan have signed multi-year deals uh, extensions with the 49ers. No details have been uh, put out yet, but uh, the 49ers uh, are keeping John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan around for uh, a while. So that's that's a good – they've done a great job considering that they took over a team that was horrible in 20, uh, 2017. Uh, they struggled that season – then uh, next year, things were supposed to be better, but then Jimmy Garoppolo had the knee injury, missed the season. And then what do you know, 2019, they have their breakthrough, they get to the Super Bowl, another injury-riddled season in 2020. But since then, they've been back in the playoffs each year. And uh, not only not only have been in the playoffs, but they've made it to the NFC Championship game the last two seasons. I mean, it's clear John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done a great job. And so I'm excited that they're going to be around for a while longer. So I want to get into some uh, some observations, some, some things that jumped out to me from the game yesterday uh, where the 49ers demolished the Giants, beat them 30 to 12. A lot of fun. Uh, at first, it was a little, uh, just a, a little uncomfortable. You know, things didn't quite look right uh, for the team, but uh, maybe they were lagging a little bit in some areas. But hey, it's a Thursday night. Uh, quick turnaround. Crazy things happen on those. Bryant, what's up? Bryant's uh, joining us in the chat. Uh, good to see you here, Bryant. Um, so yeah, good, uh, good showing by the 49ers. Um, but I uh, want to get into this. And the first thing that that I noticed here is that Nick Wagner tweeted this uh, last night, I believe. Um, here's what he said. The Giants had 150 yards of total offense. The 49ers had 201 yards after the catch. <laughs> so they had 441 total. But when you... When you have you outgain your opponent that much, I mean, this is crazy. They so not only did they outgain them 441 to 150 when it comes to offensive yardage, but to have more yak yards than the other team has yards total is crazy. Um, that just shows you how much the 49ers dominated the Giants once they got into gear last night and Bryant in the chat said last night I was allowed on the field after the game I met Steve Young and I can't believe it that is super cool I didn't know that Steve Young was uh was is he actually with Amazon Prime or I, I did see that he was there but uh I hadn't heard that he was with them so I didn't know if he was just a guest or or whatever yeah the Niners played great it was a lot of fun and Jake Moody's leading the team in points yeah I saw a thing that that Jake Moody is uh, leading. He's scored more points than some teams have scored, uh, but uh, we're definitely going to get uh, get into that. So that's cool, Bryant, that you got to meet Steve Young. He's a great guy. When we did the Roger Craig stuff, he was really, 
great to, to work with. Um, and, uh, just gave, gave us a great interview, um, was so nice and, uh, just appreciated him. Melissa, what's up? How are you doing? So, all right, let's, let's jump into this. Um, 49ers outgained the Giants 441 to 150, and they almost doubled New York's time of possession. The 49ers held the ball for 39 minutes and 10 seconds compared to 20 minutes and 50 seconds for the Giants. That is complete time of possession domination. That's what you want to see from your team, man. You want to see them doing things like that, holding onto the ball, keeping that other team off of the uh, off the field. And so a great job by the 49ers offense, great job by the 49ers defense. Think about this. A year ago, the 49ers were 1-2 and two after three games. They had lost that game to the Bears, the terrible Bears. They had lost uh, a game to the terrible Broncos. That was the game that Jimmy Garoppolo decided he was going to try and run out of the back of the end zone like a, like a rookie quarterback or something. But now they're 3-0. and they have a really good chance to go four and zero and get prepared to meet the Dallas Cowboys on a on a Sunday night. So if the Dallas Cowboys show up to that game four and zero and the 49ers are four and zero, that's going to be a big, big battle. And so I think the 49ers are up for it. I think the Cowboys are probably up for it too. Um, it's going to be a good one. So let's move on here. Um, here's here here's the things that jumped out to me. Things that I wrote down. Opening drive appearance from third and Jawan. So that's always fun to see right out of the gate. Jawan Jennings doing what Jawan Jennings does, which is convert third downs into first downs. And so that's a, a great way to get the team started. Uh, like to like to see that because usually Jawan isn't, you know, making his presence felt at the beginning of the game. Uh, but that was pretty cool to see right out of the right out of the gate. What's up, Bebop? Good to see you here in the chat go Niners he said um next thing I wrote down was Jake Moody team MVP I'm kidding sort of I mean this guy is this is crazy you know to have a rookie doing what he's what he's doing coach Yak uh posted this on Twitter last night Jake Moody is now nine for nine on field goal attempts nine for nine on extra points and then he said, I apologize for wanting Robbie Gold back during the preseason. This kid is legit. Yeah, he is. He's uh, whatever he was going through in the preseason, he's now overcome that and he's kicking with a lot of confidence. So, really cool to see what Jake Moody is doing. Uh, here's the next thing that I wrote down deciding to block Nick Bosa with a tight end isn't a good idea. So Nick Bosa, of course, got his first sack of the season, which was really close to a safety. I think the fact that he engaged, that he that he, you know, grabbed onto the quarterback inside, like like at the one yard line, that's why they didn't call it a safety. Um, his his momentum carried uh, both of them into the end zone. You know, I'm sure 49ers fans were wanting that to be. Uh, a safety, but uh, by NFL rules, it's not. Uh, but man, that was that was really close. But putting a tight end, I mean, Kyle Shanahan obviously did that with Hassan Reddick back in the NFC Championship game. And I asked John Chapman what he thought about that, and he said that that happens a lot, um, not just with the 49ers, but a lot of teams do that uh, with a tight end. And so it just looked bad because that tight end was lined up 
a little too far away from Bosa and he just whiffed. He didn't get there in time. Bosa got past him and uh, almost had a safety. So great, uh, great to see Nick Bosa getting in the sack stat line. Uh, he'd been making his presence felt, but to get that sack. And then he later, um, he had a, a sack. It was didn't count as a sack, but he basically sacked Daniel Jones on that two-point conversion. So um, good game by Nick Bosa. Here's the next thing I wrote down. Debo Samuel runs like an angry bowling ball. He finished the game with 129 yards on six catches. Man, he punishes people. And I think that he's just a... Uh, spark plug he looks totally different from last year not that he looked bad last year but he just looks like he's in shape he looks like that 2021 version of Debo Samuel uh let's see next thing I wrote down was someone tell Colton McKivitz that offensive players aren't allowed to tackle opposing players so Colton McKivitz got called for holding and he actually brought the guy down to the ground um I don't want to be too hard on him because he wasn't that bad he had a couple of bad plays uh, but he also had some good plays. Um, but uh, McKivitz uh, needs to clean that up a little bit. But again, I'm not going to be too hard on him. He's still uh, he's still trying to gel with the rest of the offensive line and and kind of get used to being a starter. So here's the next thing I wrote. This was the Ronnie Bell game. The rookie made his first catch, which was a touchdown, and also made a big play on special teams. And he seemed to just really be having a good game. He was in for Brandon Ayuk, who was out injured. And so great to see um, Ronnie Bell doing what he was doing. And if you haven't seen the video that Matt Mayoko posted uh, on Twitter yesterday, uh, I think it was last night, could have been this morning, but uh, the uh, the thing that, uh, that that was pretty cool was it just showed the moment when when they finally got that that ball that uh because I guess when when uh, Bell scored he he just sp- spun the ball on the ground and and it kind of spun off and he started celebrating with his teammates. Well George Kittle saw that and he went over and picked up the ball. Uh so being a great teammate like Kittle is because uh, he knew that, that that's something that mattered and that uh, Bell would like to have that. So Kittle picked it up, took it to the sideline, and then after the game, they brought it and gave it to Ronnie Bell, and he was super excited. So if you haven't seen that video, uh, Matt Mayoko posted it on Twitter. So so that was pretty cool. So uh, Bebop said, Lynch and Shanahan got contract extensions. Good job, Jed. Yeah, yeah, we hit that at the at the very top of the, uh, the show that uh, love that idea. I mean, they've done a great job. They've really turned the, the team around. They've turned the organization around. They were a laughing stock when they, when, when they took what happened, like how Jim Harbaugh brought the team back from the dead in 2011 and got them back in three straight NFC Championship games, Super Bowl, and they were legit one of the top teams in the NFL. I think that in 2011 and 2012, I think they were the best team in the NFL, should have won the Super Bowl probably both years, especially in 2012. Uh, In 2013, they were right there with Seattle. Seattle was dang good, and if that NFC Championship game would have been in San Francisco, not in Seattle, that I think the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, yeah, so then what do, what do they do? 2014 is a down year, 8-8, eight and eight, which was 
you know, a lot of teams would kill for eight and eight before Harbaugh. That was the best season. Mike Singletary had an eight and eight season with the 49ers. That was the best season since I think 2002. And so Harbaugh did a great job. Jed gets rid of him. Horrible decision. Brings on um, Jim Tom Sula. Equally horrible decision. Thankfully, kept him only a year. Then he brought in Chip Kelly. That was a disaster. Um, so, and I don't know if it was a disaster completely because of Chip Kelly. It was, it, that was doomed from the beginning. You had, um, I guess the I, Trent Balky. I, I try to forget Balky, but you had Balky trying to. He I, he wasn't really trying to draft players for Chip Kelly. He was drafting players that he thought that he would like and they weren't good matches for chip kelly and it just wasn't a terrible season um and so after those two horrible seasons uh jed york gets smart hires kyle shanahan and john lynch and you know the rest so yeah bryant in the chat said 11 12 13 great teams they were man and there's there's times that I really miss those days and, and which is kind of silly because we're in the midst of some really great days, but uh, those Harbaugh teams were just fun, man. They uh, just, the stuff that he brought, the energy that he brought. Oh, two last year of Jeff Garcia, Terrell Owens. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was the, the year that they beat the giants in the playoffs on uh, that, that great comeback. And then, they uh, they played the Bucks the next week in, in the playoffs and got just got blown out and that's when John York fired Steve Mariucci right after the game. A terrible decision by by John York. Uh, so Jed York the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, so yeah, I didn't like that uh, decision to fire Steve Mariucci. You know, would he have got him over the top? I don't know. I think you need a guy like Harbaugh. You need a guy like Shanahan. And I don't know if uh, Mariucci was that guy, but he had done a really good job with the 49ers. And so um, hated to see him go. And then that was Dennis Erickson after that. And Dennis Erickson was as bad of a hire as Chip Kelly. Neither of them were as bad as Jim Tom Sula, because at least Erickson and Chip Kelly can both design good offenses. Um, but uh, Jim Tom Sula can't even design good sentences. So, uh, and I, I shouldn't say that because he's a great defensive line coach. So I'm just being a jerk. I, I shouldn't do that. Bryant in the chat said, Tim Rattay, dark days begins. Yeah, but you know, I kind of liked Tim Rattay there for a while, man. He came out like he was... Um, like he was going to be a star and uh, he kind of fizzled out, but, uh, but yeah, those were, <laughs> those are some dark days that uh, 2000 and 2004 team was just pitiful. That was the one that won only two games. One of the worst teams in 49ers history. And then 2005 was Alex, uh, Alex Smith, Frank Gore, their, their rookie season. That was, that was a pretty bad team, but uh all right, so let me move on. The next thing that I wrote down was that Javon Hargrave was an excellent pickup. He wrecked things for the Giants all night. Javon Hargrave, it seemed like every time Daniel Jones would get the snap, Javon Hargrave would already be in his face. 
That's why you want a great pass rusher on the inside. It's one thing to have a Bosa or somebody like that on the outside who has to come like long way around. But when you have that guy in the middle, that's just immediately in the face of the quarterback, man, that's, that's huge. And so a uh, great pickup, love Javon Hargrave. But then here's the thing. I saw this from, uh, uh, who, who did I see this from? Let me see. Uh, from Nicholas McGee, Javon Kinlaw, the guy that we've been anxious to get rid of, who's had a good season so far, led the 49ers against the Giants with a pass rush win rate of 33.3%. So Javon Kinlaw has really been stepping it up, man. He is playing so much better. Um and I, I said this, and, and I'm not going to take credit for it. It just was an idea that popped in my head. But I was thinking, okay, Javon Kinlaw drafted in the first round. He's dealt with all these knee injuries. He's labeled a bust. He has a lot of pressure on him, and he just can't get out of his own way. So I wondered, coming into this training camp, with Javon Hargrave in here as the starter and Javon Kenlaw now relegated to a backup of rotational piece, would that make him a lot more effective? Because now he's going to be fresher. Now he doesn't have that pressure on him that he had as a first round pick. And so I think that we're for sure seeing that, that, that Javon Kenlaw is playing his best ball right now. And so this is really exciting to see uh, because the 49ers need Javon Kenlaw, uh, especially that rotational piece uh, to come in and give a, a break to some guys. So that's uh, that's a super exciting thing to see. Uh, next thing I wrote was it, it was great seeing Elijah Mitchell get into the action. So Mitchell had, uh, had a handful of carries last night. He uh, he did not have the room to run like McCaffrey. I think that Mitchell is best when he's, um, you know, it, going like right, just right down the hole, man. Uh, like his his best stuff is not getting to the outside. Uh, but I love when he makes himself small and fits through these little cracks. Um, so a good game from Elijah Mitchell, not, not in comparison to what Christian McCaffrey did but uh, still a good game for, uh, from uh, Elijah Mitchell. But most importantly, getting him in there to play some snaps, to give McCaffrey not only a breather, but just to, to you know less wear and tear on him. So I think that that's huge. That's really um, an important thing. Next thing I wrote was Christian McCaffrey special. Man, what the, it, it's incredible. You know, everybody's talking about, and I'm going to hit on some of this stuff here in a minute, how the 49ers have been so good since Brock Purdy took over. It really goes back to Christian McCaffrey. And so I'm not taking anything away from Brock because he's doing great. But McCaffrey, what he adds to this offense is, is exceptional. I mean, he's just such a great threat, so special. He didn't get to 100 yards rushing last night, but he was close. Um, so I'm guessing he'll probably still be the leading rusher in the NFL. And, um, uh, at the end of this, uh, at the end of um, this next Monday night. And, uh, then somebody sent me an email today about, uh, I don't have that right here, but, um, that, uh, Christian McCaffrey is now the odds on favorite 
to win offensive player of the year. Now, this is still really early. And so I don't, uh, I'm not telling you to, to go put money on this or anything like that. I'm just telling you what somebody sent me today. And it was some kind of odds maker that, uh, uh, that, that sent it some, um, some betting place. I, I don't even know. Uh, Randy, what's up? Good to see you, man. We're, we're in here celebrating. So glad that, uh, glad that you came in because we are excited at this three and O start uh, from the 49ers. So really excited there. Uh, next thing I wrote down was Spencer Burford made some plays. Um, he he was, obviously wasn't perfect, but he made some plays. So that was good to see Matt Barrows tweeted Good block by embattled right guard Spencer Burford on that McCaffrey touchdown. So nice to see uh, Burford getting some love. Nice to see him having a good game uh, because, uh, I mean, he's the 49ers have to have Spencer Burford. He's got to step up. He's got to play well. They're going to play some teams with some really tough defensive fronts. They did yesterday. Um, they did against L.A., they did against Pittsburgh, and that's not it's not going to get any easier. That stuff's going to keep continuing. So Burford has got to uh he's got to keep improving. So Randy in the chat said, great win, everyone. Yes, sir. That was and, and it was fun. You know, it was a little stressful at first, you know, just because you could tell the 49ers weren't quite themselves. Um, the defense started off slow, the 49ers offense was driving the ball well, but but not really getting in the end zone like like we thought they should have. So um, it was great to see that turn around. Now, speaking of that first half, the next thing I wrote down was that I did not like that uh, soft defense that Steve Wilkes was playing right before halftime. Um, he let the Giants drive down the field, kick a field goal, um, and I didn't I didn't like that. I just I feel like uh, they should have played a little tighter there. Uh, maybe not quite so soft, but he did make some adjustments. And in the second second half, they they really dominated. So the 49ers pass rush went like turned turned up a notch, and the 49ers defense in general turned up a notch in that second half. Next thing I wrote down was Trey Swilling needs to stop committing penalties on special teams. That's two in the last two games. So the kid does got to he's got to stop doing that because right now the 49ers special teams is, is a weakness. So I'm not talking about Jake Moody, not talking about uh, Mitch Wisnowski. Um, and that was the, the, the next thing that I wrote on here was the 49ers continue to have issues on special teams, except for kicker and punter. Um, if you take away Moody and Wisnowski, and I wouldn't, I would even throw in Ray Ray McLeod as a return man. He's, he's doing fine there. It's really more the, uh, the coverage units. Um, so that's where they're having some issues and that's where they're committing penalties and things like that. And so uh, Trace Willing uh, committed a penalty. Um, there was somebody else, another, another corner, I think uh, that they just brought up that uh, committed a penalty on, uh, on first uh, or on, on, on special teams. So um Randy said Trent is also racking up the negative yards. Yeah, Trent Williams didn't have his best game as far as a uh, uh, a guy trying to keep from committing penalties. And he probably, if you go by the letter of the the law in the NFL, according to NFL rules, 
Uh, he probably should have been kicked out of the game. And uh, I don't know if you heard what, uh, what Trent Williams said after the game. He was asked, did he expect to be fined? And he said, no, it was just a love tap. <laughs> but uh, it clearly was a closed uh, fist. And so I think that he is definitely going to be fined. And <laughs> so uh, I, I think that uh, Trent Williams needs to get needs to stop committing so, so many penalties, but, uh, but yeah, that 49er special teams, uh, definitely needs to get better. John Chapman tweeted last night, 49er special teams has been awful for seven years. No reason to change now. So yeah, they've got to get better at that. Uh, the next thing I wrote down was that it was great seeing George Kittle come alive. Uh, nice. It's always good when George Kittle gets in the game, uh, or gets gets involved in the game as a receiver. He's always involved in the game. He's always involved as a blocker. But uh, in this game, they they got him involved more. He had seven catches for ninety yards. So that was that was a good thing to see, man. To uh, to see Kittle get involved that way. I feel like when Kittle's really rolling, it raises the energy of the offense. And I, I mean, he's just such a charismatic person that that's that's comes naturally i think but uh but uh really cool to see from kittle jason what's up jason's here in the chat with us glad to see you man uh let's see all right now let's talk about brock purdy a little bit so brock purdy answered the critics last night remember last week he was being criticized because uh his deep throws in the la game were off so much so he answered that last night, uh, finished with 310 yards, two touchdown passes. And, and you think about that pass that he had a deep pass uh, to uh, McCaffrey that McCaffrey dropped. Uh, it was really good coverage. Would have been a tough catch, but it did hit him in the hands. Usually McCaffrey holds on to, the, to those balls. And so uh, that was a great throw. And then you look at the, at the other one, the, the deep one to Debo last night. Uh, the touchdown, great throw, great catch by Debo. But uh, man, Purdy, he's, uh, I, I don't know if he heard the critics or if he just, he's just unfazed. He can have a bad game and come back and and not really be phased about it. Or he can have a bad uh, series or a bad throw. And and he did, he doesn't seem to be phased by it. That's one of the one of the things that makes him so impressive. Randy in the chat said the bell touchdown was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. He, um, you know, they, they brought the blitz. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but as the blitz is coming and, and on that play, they brought more pressure than the 49ers had blockers. So more blitzers than, than blockers. And so he's staring down Brock Purdy staring down the, the, the blitzer and, and still just flung it up there and, and a pretty pass to bell uh, for his very first touchdown. Um, so, um, yeah, he was under a lot of pressure all night. Um, but Hey, didn't matter. So the next thing I wrote down was the 49ers pass rush was impressive. Even though they didn't get home as often, as far as sacks, they were all over, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Wayne Breezy, tweeted uh about four hours ago that the 49ers defense had a total 
of 23 pressures against the Giants. Two sacks by Bosa and Hargrave, four hits, 17 hurries. So, man, 23 pressures last night from the uh, the 49ers defense. That's uh, that's some that's some pretty some pretty good stuff right there. Next thing I wrote down was Oren Burks looked good at linebacker. So there was that spot where uh, Dre Greenlaw uh, was injured, left the field for a little while. Oren Burks came in and immediately made a couple of big plays. And John Chapman tweeted, I hope this fan base grows to appreciate Oren Burks. So yeah, great uh, great game by Oren Burks. Nice to see. I, I was wrong about him. I thought that he was more of a special teams guy and that he wasn't really going to uh, be the the kind of player on defense that, uh, that the 49ers were used to having at linebacker. But uh, so far he's proven me wrong and i love that randy asked uh who blew that play was it the line or mccaffrey the bell touchdown no it was um it was just that the uh the giants brought more pressure than uh than the than the 49ers had blockers and and they were they did that multiple times and so i don't uh I, I don't know that anybody blew the play. I, I'm not sure what McCaffrey was supposed to be doing on that play, if he was out um, on a route or if he was supposed to block. But, uh, yeah, when you bring more more pass rushers than the other team has blockers, you theoretically should get somebody home. And so that was just one of those plays that Brock got the ball out uh, quick enough. Um, and uh, thankfully, Bell ran a great route and was in position to uh, to catch that ball, made a great catch, got his feet down, and so uh, uh, so that was uh, great to see. All right, so here's the here's the thing on Brock Purdy. Um, I think that he like I, I think that he likes it when the other teams blitz. Um, let's see. Uh, I had this written down. So he was blitzed a lot last night. He was blitzed. On this is according to Next Gen Stats, he was blitzed 33 of his 39 dropbacks. That's almost 85%, 84.6%. It's the highest blitz rate in a game since Next Gen Stats started becoming Next Gen Stats. So, so it's a crazy high. I think that the league average is in the 30s. I think low 30s. Uh, as far as blitz rate, the Giants usually blitz, I think, in the low 40s. And here they doubled it. They almost four, almost 85% of the dropbacks, the Giants were blitzing. And so I guess in their head, now this is what they do anyway, not nearly this much, but they blitz a lot. And so I guess in Wink Martindale is the defensive coordinator. And, and so I'm supposing that in his mind, he thinks, especially when you have a young quarterback like Brock Purdy, if we can pressure him, we can make him make a lot of mistakes. That is usually true. But when you have a guy like Brock Purdy who's just unfazed by those things, it's it's not it's not the best thing because when you blitz, you're it's a little risky because you're making yourself vulnerable behind that blitz. And that's what happened is that Brock Purdy was able to throw over the top of the blitz. And then guys like McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle 
uh, can can get the ball, can make somebody miss or make a few people miss, and you have a big gain from from something that if you hadn't have blitzed, probably wouldn't have been as big of a play. So, um, hey, I'm happy to see teams blitz Brock Purdy when they're doing that. I think that I think that he's going to make them pay. Uh, impressive performance from the 49ers offense, especially on third down. They converted nine of 16 tries. That's 57%, um, which is really good um, for an NFL offense. Uh, feels like every week Brock Purdy does something to impress us. Per Matt Mayoko, since his last interception, including the postseason, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is 125 of 190 for 1,636 yards with 10 touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 110.3. That is crazy efficient. Um, just and, and again, he's young. He's only played, what, eight regular season games and then a, a, a few postseason games. So he just he's crazy efficient, crazy calm, for a guy this young. Now, part of it is his own makeup. Part of it is Shanahan's scheme and Purdy's really comfortable in it. Part of it is that he has maybe the best weapons in the entire league at his disposal. So he's definitely at ease um, with, with a blitz. Last night, um, Brock Purdy averaged his, the, his fastest time of release um, of his career, 2.34 uh, seconds, 2.34 seconds. Uh, so he got rid of the ball quick last night. Um, against the Blitz, he was 20 of 31 for 247 yards and two touchdowns. So it's just, it's hard to, uh, to rattle him. Um, according to ESPN stats and info, Brock Purdy is the third youngest player in NFL history to throw for 700 yards pass uh, four passing touchdowns and have zero interceptions through three games in a season. The only players younger, Lamar Jackson in his 2019 MVP season and Patrick Mahomes in his 2018 MVP season. So Brock Purdy is doing some things that uh, you don't, you just don't normally see quarterbacks do, especially young quarterbacks. And so the fact that, uh, uh, that he's able to do this, um, the the third youngest player in NFL history to do to do this. Now he he has thrown um, some balls that probably should have been picked off. I mean George Kittle became a defensive back yesterday and saved one of those, but uh, but I mean every quarterback has has times that they throw interceptions or times that they should have thrown interceptions. So nothing new here. Jason said a little bit, a uh, little bit of a little bit of <laughs> what? A little bit of A, a little bit of B, a little bit of C. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you're right. It probably is a good combination of the, uh, uh, of the, um, you know, the Shanahan, the Purdy makeup and the weapons as well. So, um, so this is quite the run that the 49ers are currently on. They've scored 30 points in nine of the last 12 regular season games. So that's even before Brock Purdy um, started playing. They've won 13 straight regular season games. So, it, 
13 straight regular season games. And if the, uh, if Brock Purdy didn't have his arm fall off in the NFC championship game, who knows what would have happened? Maybe they still would have lost, uh, or maybe they win that one. I don't know, but, uh, still, uh, pretty impressive showing from the 49ers, uh, in what they're doing so far. So, uh, checking Twitter just to see if there's any, I know it's called X now, but I'm not going to call it X. Just trying to see if there's any um, news about the extension uh, of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Um, just says that they've ex- they've extended them to multi-year contract extensions uh, or signed them to multi-year contract extensions, but nothing as far as the uh, uh, the details. I'm sure we'll hear that stuff later or maybe tomorrow. So. Um, that's all that I have for today. I I'm going to be back on, uh, early next week, maybe Monday or Tuesday. And, uh, then next week, uh, next Thursday, going to have, uh, one, one of our, one of our best film breakdown guys, Johnny Dells, uh, Johnny Dells football Academy, uh, going to have some, uh, going to have him on next Thursday to, to talk about where the 49ers are break down a little bit of that uh, Arizona game uh, that's, that's coming up. So, uh, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun uh, to do that. So, so, Hey, thanks for joining me. Make sure that you, you like the video, uh, go subscribe, uh, hit that, uh, that little bell and, and uh, let it, let it tell you whenever I go live. So that way you'll know um, uh, when, when we're on here. And then if you're listening somewhere, uh, wherever you get your audio podcasts, uh, please rate, review, follow the 49ers Camelot Show uh, so that we can continue to reach out to to new uh, fans. It's a lot of fun interacting with y'all and hope that everybody has a good night. Keep on celebrating, man. The Niners are 3-0. And go relax on Sunday uh, in knowing that your team has already reached that uh, 3-0 spot. Everybody have fun.